500 vehicles to sell, 500 ways to save. One month only at Phil Penny Mitsubishi during May Memorial Month. Now through May 31st, we will accept your credit application. A $200 down payment and a $350 a week paycheck can get you a new Mitsubishi. Don't forget, every new vehicle comes with our 10-year unlimited warranty. You can win 5000 with our 5K test drive giveaway. Visit PhilPennyMitsubishi.com. To qualify buyers on approved credit, warranty valid through 10-year ownership on new vehicles only. One entry per household per month. Must be 21 with valid driver's license and insurance. See dealer for details. Shut up and sit down. I've been in fandom for quite a while. I get accused of things that aren't true. The thing is, is there are plenty of things you could accuse me of that are absolutely true. Here's some truths for you. I'm a bitch. I don't like most people, and I'm not afraid to tell them. I cussed out two people in the grocery store today because I don't give a shit. That's the truth about me you can take to the bank. I don't care if anyone likes my work. I write it for me. I post it because I'm vain. And I assume you're going to like it. I don't care if you do. That's the truth for you. I'm a little arrogant. (laughs) No, I'm a lot arrogant. That's the truth for you. Here is something I've been accused of recently that is not true. I am not sensitive. I don't take negative feedback because I don't care. I don't take constructive criticism because I don't care. I don't allow it on rough trade because I'm not going to build and provide a website for other authors so that assholes can abuse them on the shit that I pay for. But don't mistake that intolerance for sensitivity because that makes you a fool and an idiot. And there is a difference, and you're both, if you believe that. Something else I've been accused of this week is being intolerant. That's true. I'm intolerant of a lot of shit. Let me give you a list of shit that I'm intolerant of. I am intolerant of racism. I am intolerant of sexism. I am intolerant of inequality. I am intolerant of people who think they're entitled to everything. That's one reason why I hate Ron Weasley, just as a side, because he feels the whole character from the very beginning is entitled. He feels like he's entitled to everything without earning it. And I hate that. I really hate it. I hate it. Oh, my God. So that I'm intolerant of. I don't care if you agree with me. It's not required. So I am totally and completely tolerant of your difference of opinion. 
I just don't care to hear it. That's the difference between you and me. I have opinions, but I also have a live journal and three WordPresses and a Facebook and a Facebook page and two Facebook groups and a radio show to tell you my opinion. That's all my shit. All of it. So I have a platform on which I can share my opinion. And if you don't want to hear it, you don't got to look at it. You don't got to read it. You don't got to listen to it. That's your decision. Just like it's my decision not to listen to the fucked up shit you have to say or think. Just just to let you know. Just to let you know. Um, something else I've been accused of, of doing, and it's really supremely irritating. I had an email today. Today. It came in last night, but I read it today. Um, it was a very long email. and It was an email from somebody who's been a member of my site for six years. I, I think I know this person pretty well. Um, so I was very disappointed and angry and maybe even a little hurt to to get this, this email full of entitlement and self-involvement and just selfishness all wrapped up into a package that looked like praise but was not. That is the most irritating thing you can do is to wrap up your condescending whiny ass complaints and praise like like that makes it okay it doesn't make it okay it's not okay bitches it's not don't do that shit here's the thing in this long ass whiny email that i got i was um informed that uh running rough trade was a waste of my time i was told that I should be using the time that I'm using to manage Rough Trade to write. Because, yes, in the past I have mentioned that it, this is a hobby for me and I don't have a lot of time dedicated to it. And running Rough Trade does, in fact, cut into my writing time. I admit that. But this person who sends me this email um, had the audacity to say that I'm wasting my time running Rough Trade. I'm wasting my time running Facebook groups for Rough Trade and... um for um, my readers, and I'm wasting my time socializing with um, my readers in the chat room. She apparently saw me in the chat room last night and felt the need to uh, send me this email to to let me know that apparently I'm not allowed to manage my own free time the way I'd like to. And apparently I owe my readers my fandom readers, um, I can't, you know what, fuck that, and fuck you, just, just fuck you, and the worst part is, is it was all wrapped up in this praise about how much she loved my work, and how entertaining she found me, and how, how many hours she had devoted to to reading on my website, and just um, she says she said my writing was beautiful and inspiring. That's fine if you don't couch it with the idea that I'm wasting my time if I'm not writing exactly what you want because that did come up. Don't think it didn't. 
Because immediately following that whole big paragraph about how I'm wasting my time with Rough Trade, she let me know how disappointed she was in my abandonment of the Stargate fandom. That's what I said. That is what I said. She accused me of abandoning the Stargate fandom. For the record, and I'm going to give you some numbers because this is really irritating. I have been posting fan fiction, I don't know, since 2005 or 2006. I don't really remember. I can look. I'll look. Um, In the meantime, um, here's some numbers for you. I have posted 2,049,961 words of completed fic short stories episodes on my website. This is not including stuff, 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 <coughs> this is not including things on rough trade. This is just stuff <coughs> just stuff on that's on kiramarcos.com. Boom. Okay. Uh maybe I started writing in 2006 and I started posting in 2009. I'll look. But anyways, okay. So, I've posted 2 million 400 4, 2,049,961 words of completed fic. Of that, 1,300,006,562 words of it is Stargate Atlantis. Ties that bind is 371,000 words long. What might have been is 287,000 words long. The Sentinels of Atlantis is 259,000 words. I have three major projects for Stargate in the works. I have replotted and started the next Lantean Legacy book. I have my Haloverse, it's Pale Horse. Um, is currently in the works. I opened it up yesterday. I have replotted my second season of Sentinels of Atlantis, and I have an outline for 25 episodes for season two. And over the summer, I hosted on Rough Trade a Stargate challenge that generated around 300,000 words of Stargate fic. Stargate isn't going to get new canon for Atlantis. That means it's a dead fandom. Just like the Sentinel. It's a dead fandom. We're not getting new stuff for Atlantis. And if we get a new Stargate movie, it's going to be based on the Stargate mythos and not the TV show but the movie itself, the first movie so we're not going to get anything new that makes Stargate Atlantis a dead fandom but I haven't abandoned it there are plenty of us still writing in Stargate and it's not fair or even justified for you to accuse me of abandoning Stargate it's just not fair And it's not true. I'm writing Avengers for my rough trades this time. And I got shit for it. Not just in this 
recent email, but all month I've gotten comments um, on Facebook. I've gotten comments in my email and on my contact form and some on my website where people have let me know that they're unhappy with um, my joining a new fandom because they're not going to get what they want from me. They're not going to get um, more Harry Potter like somebody wanted. Or um, one person wanted me to do um, Ties That Bind for Nano. Uh, another wanted me to write the season opener for The Sentinels of Atlantis. Um, but mostly I'm getting um, pulled at from several different directions on the idea that I've opened myself up to a new fandom and... One person in a contact form said to this to me, I already have to share you with Harry Potter fans. I don't want to share you with Avengers fans, too. Motherfucker, you don't own me. So you don't get to... Sh- there, you What? No. You don't get to fucking share me? What? Who... Look, I'm going to tell you real honest, real honest. My husband shares me with you bitches. That's how that that's how that flows. That's how that flows. And that is the only way it flows. Because hello. And also for the record, asshole, I write Star Trek. So you're sharing me with those Star Trek fans too. That was some serious shit right there. There, you know, sometimes people are, you know, tongue in cheek about it and they're trying to be funny. And it is funny in that moment. But when I hear it every fucking day, all day long, I'm hearing these complaints and these comments every day. Even when it looks cute, it stops being cute. I mean, it stops being real cute real quick. So you know, um, I'm not writing Harry and Hermione this time i'm writing slash and i've got a lot of het fans that are broken hearted um i'm not writing john and rodney i've got a lot of stargate fans that are upset about that um i'm not writing uh kirk and spock that's upsetting to star trek fans i you bitches need to stop you bitches need to stop because this is what ha- this is what makes writers leave fandoms. This is what makes writers abandon fandoms when they are bombarded with bitching and told they can't write what they want to write. Now, I'm not one of those writers because um, I'm of the opinion that you can go fuck yourself in the orifice that causes you the least amount of pleasure. Let's go with the ear. We're, we're going to go with the ear. Ear pain, there's nothing quite like ear pain. L- let's go with the ear. I will write whatever the fuck I want to, and you can read it or not. I don't give a shit. Now, <coughs> that's all i got to say about that. Anyways, what I'll talk about next is Rough Trade and um, the, the writers on Rough Trade and what you can... Um, realistically expect from them. You can expect to be frustrated and you could expect um them to abuse commas and misuse words and um skip whole scenes that should be there and you're thinking, there's something wrong with that. That doesn't that's not working the way I think that should. But you know what? Yeah, no. Um 
you here's here's what you don't have the right to expect um them to finish because it's a rough draft and it's a writing challenge and there will be fix that are unfinished this year there were fix, there were stories that went unfinished last year there were stories that were unfinished the year before you may never see this shit on here again after it's pulled off rough trade and you don't have the right to expect it not a single writer on rough trade is obligated to you they owe you nothing in fact, let me go on record. Not a single writer in fandom is obligated to you. Oh, you jack shit. Keep it in mind. They don't owe you a sequel. They don't owe you an epilogue. They don't owe you a new story in Stargate. They don't owe you a new story in Star Trek. Or they don't owe you loyalty to your OTP. They don't owe you anything, anything. Professional writers don't owe you anything either, come to think of it. You buy the book they put out. That is the end of your agreement with them. The end of it. George R.R. Martin is not your bitch and neither am I. Just saying. I'm just putting it out there for you. Just putting it out there for you. And what happens when you insist on forcing your expectations onto writers is that you frustrate them. And you know what is the killer? It is a creativity killer like no other. That is frustration. Frustration, expectations, the idea that there is somebody out there trying to judge your ass and everything you do. So don't do it. And I'm not going to let you do it on um, Rough Trade. And if you follow an author off of Trade to do it in private and they tell me, I'm going to ban your ass anyway. Just let you know. Yeah. So if you follow some writer to Facebook or Live Journal and... Um, I'm sorry, Azur posted a note in the chat room, and the chat room um, censored it because I'm pretty sure it had uh, shit in the in the URL. Um, yeah, that's that's funny as hell. That's funny as hell. Uh, my chat room it um, it censors the most ridiculous things, and some of it even doesn't even make any sense. Some of the things that it it doesn't censor pussy, but it censors cock. It doesn't censor cunt, or maybe it does. Maybe it does censor cunt. Um, but it censored semantics earlier in the evening. But you can spell semen, S-E-M-E-N. I can't even, I don't even know. <clears throat> it censors Charles Dickens' name. Yeah, that that's the best one, I think. That's the best one. But just keep in mind um, that uh, when you pressure writers, especially young writers, um, writers who are, in fact, sensitive, you can expect them to fold in on themselves and not give you anything. 
not only because you don't deserve it, but because you've inflicted yourself onto this person to the point where they're probably not even writing at all. And I told Lady Holder this evening when I was on the phone with her that I had um, um, I had come to understand why writers leave fandom and why writers leave particular fandoms, and in particular, Zance. Zance left Stargate. She's never going to come back to it. Um, and I have no problem understanding why. I didn't understand for a long time. I, I really didn't. But then I I um had a little more experience with um I you know, as a professional writer and I've been, you know, writing professionally for about God twenty five years now. Um in in one form or another I was um I used to write uh for newspapers and magazines. So I did nonfiction before I did fiction. And I have dealt with a lot of people, you know, assholes, asshole editors, and, you know, you develop a really thick skin when you work in a um, newspaper. Of course, that's a dying art form. Um, <clears throat> and so what happens is is you develop a really thick skin, and I've got a thick skin. Um, don't give a shit what you think. That's that, That's what that boils down to. But a lot of young writers... Do care, and they invest themselves in their words, and they invest themselves in their story. And when you tear their story to pieces, you're not just tearing their story to pieces; you're tearing them to pieces because writing is so personal. And until you can separate yourself from the writing, and that takes a long time, and some writers never accomplish it. I remember when I accomplished it. It was midway through my third professional fictional edit, which is a shameful thing to admit since I was in nonfiction newspaper or magazine things for 10 years before that. <laughs> but, but, okay, so I, I literally was in my second or third professional edit as a fiction writer, and um, I, uh, I just, I, I had an epiphany, and I I separated myself from the words that I had written. It stopped being personal. And I can't tell you how to get there. I can't. I can't tell you how to get there because I don't know how I did it. I just know that I did. Um, and I made that break. And once you make that break, it's, it's really... Um, Difficult to get invested in your in your work that way emotionally ever again. So I'm not as emotionally invested in my final product as I used to be. I'm still very invested in the process of creating and and shaping a story, and I get a lot of enjoyment out of um, honing my craft and and developing myself as a writer that's where i have my personal investment and that's why fan fiction i think is so valuable to me because i can explore a lot of concepts and learn a lot of things about myself as a writer as i go and i'm still learning i mean i've i've been in the game a long time and i'm still learning 
And um, I hope I never stop learning. But when you when you dig your claws into a new writer, and you are, and it is the writer. It's not just their work. You're not saying the story sucks. You're telling them personally that they suck. It is so easy to destroy a new writer. Or a writer who's never showed their work in public before. And there are writers on Rough Trade that have never really posted in public before. So not only are they doing this for the first time and they're with their rough draft, of all things their rough draft, um, there was a time when I didn't let anybody see a rough draft. And even now, I mean, outside of rough trade, no one sees a rough draft from me. I mean, rough trade is about as rough as it gets for me, and that is my only exception. And I only did it to encourage others to do it because I think it's a very – it's a learning experience. It's very valuable. Um, but for the most part, nobody sees my rough drafts. <coughs> Sometimes what you see um, has gone to two or three readings, and what goes into beta, the same. Because I just, I don't, I'm, I'm not really built that way as a rule. So I need, uh, God, you know, tell you how many times I've bitched about reader entitlement on my live journal and on my radio show, come to think of it. And I'm really, I'm tired of it. I'm I'm tired of trying to make you better people. I'm really tired of it. So I need you to... Um, Think before you comment, because it's getting really hard not to cut you bitches. I'm going to put that out there for you. I have sent 22 emails this week berating people for the shit they commented on Rough Trade. 22. I have deleted twice that many comments. I've reached the end of my patience on this issue, just so you know. So the next time I send out emails, it will be letting somebody know they're no longer allowed to comment. tired of this shit. I'm tired of your shit, people. So I'm not abandoning rough trade I'm not abandoning Stargate let's talk about Harry Potter and the soulmate bond because I got an email about that on Monday and it was it was a doozy I didn't actually read it until like a day or two later I'm not sure when I got it actually it was it was what um, I posted on Facebook how about I was very, very close to creating a um, an asshole hall of fame on my website, and this was the email that caused that, that particular statement on Facebook. And basically, this person was upset 
because I was devoting so much time to National Novel Writing Month and I wasn't finishing Harry Potter and the Soulmate Bond. I don't know how this person missed it, but let me clear it up for you. Harry Potter and the Soulmate Bond is never going to be finished. I don't think. I mean, maybe, I don't know. I'm just going to write on it until I'm finished. And I'm not sure when that will be, ever. I don't know. I'm 40. We'll see how it goes. 40-ish. We'll see how it goes. I have plotted, and I've said this before, I have plotted 25 episodes for the first season of Harry Potter and the Soulmate Bond. And I think that caused some confusion, and they thought that it was just going to be 25 episodes, but that's not accurate. I've got three seasons fully plotted for Harry Potter and the Soulmate Bond, and each season is 25 episodes long. So, (coughs) I've got 75 episodes, each episode running about 10K, plotted for Harry Potter and the Soulmate Bond. FYI, it's not going to be finished anytime soon. So if I'm reading a series of stories in episode format in a fandom bothers you, you should stop fucking reading right now. That's how I've always wrote my stuff and posted it, really. I did what might have been in novella form, but it really boiled down to episodes when it when it comes right down to it. And, of course, Sentinels of Atlantis was posted in episode form because it was like my TV show. So if Sentinels of Atlantis is my TV show for Stargate Atlantis, then Harry Potter and the Soulmate Bond is my TV show for Harry Potter. And I am not paying for Max's puppy Prozac Azor. I'm just not. I don't drug my own dog. I'm not, I'm not going to drug yours. Get in some therapy. Get him a nice blanket and do that coddling thing. No, I'm not going to admit that I coddle my dog that way. You know, that, that thing you do with the... What, what you call it when you do that with a baby? Just um, do that with your dog. It'll be fine. Swaddling. That's what I mean. Yes. Get him a nice fleece and wrap him up in it and cuddle him until he feels better. And no, my dog weighs 80 pounds. I did not swaddle him recently. (laughs) Maybe when he was very little, because he was part of a big um, litter, and being separated from his siblings was very traumatizing. Anyways, um, (laughs) I'm not sensitive. Fuck you. Anyways, anyways, so, um, yeah. So don't expect Harry Potter and the Soulmate Bond to to end anytime soon. There was a story on Rough Trade that that ended this week. The author finished her challenge. Um, And the ending was not what her readers expected. And there was some blowback. I deleted most of it, all of it. I've been deleting it and editing and comments. Um... Less than half the comments posted on that last part actually got approved. Um, I don't know how you say her name. I'm going to go Penumbria. Penumbria. Anyways, 
I haven't read her story yet because I haven't had a lot of time, but I'm going to. I'm looking forward to it. It did not apparently end the way people wanted it to end. Okay. And um, she said in the chat room, so if you're listening and, and you're one of those people who was begging her for an epilogue, she said in the chat room earlier that if she wrote an epilogue, she would not be writing a sequel. And for those of us who would prefer a sequel, I'm going to go on record right now and tell you to shut the fuck up. So shut the fuck up. Now, I, too, encountered this problem. I'm going to call you Pen. Pen, I wrote um, a story in the Harry Potter fandom, and it was the first one I ever wrote when um, – uh, and it's in her fucking project file, so fuck all y'all. Just – Shut the fuck up. Anyways, um, anyways, I wrote a story in the Harry Potter fandom, and it's called the birth of the birth of the Serpent King. And apparently, my my title wasn't clear enough. So okay, here's the thing: it does not end with the death of Voldemort, or even, in fact, Voldemort never even appears in um the story. Anyways, um I can it happens in the background, like there was some after facts. It's it's after the third task. And so um Harry Potter begins his journey into his magical legacy as a parcel mouth in in the story. And it's called the birth of the Serpent King. And what that meant this 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 is some craft trade for you people um it actually literally meant i'm going to show you the birth of the serpent king that's all you're getting from this story is the birth of the serpent king you're going to see his first animagus form which is a boa constrictor that's his birth as the Serpent King. It's an origin story, yes. It. I got so much flack for how I ended the... that I actually set it aside and didn't work on it for a long time. And that's where War Mages came from when I did that old Black Magic because I wanted to write some more Harry Draco. But I was so irritated with the response I'd gotten from just a few people when it comes to the birth of the Serpent King that um, I... Didn't and I broke my foot again, and so I wrote some more Harry Potter, which is what I do when I break. When I break myself, I write Harry Potter. I don't know why. I don't know. I I, I can't even tell you why. <clears throat> so the birth of the Serpent King is literally Harry's birth as a parcel mouth. He's coming into his magical legacy. He gets his first form. It's not his only snake form, because he is a Serpent King. And no one seemed to have gotten that. Um, and so the next book in this, in that particular series is supposed to be Dragon Rising, and that's when Draco um, comes into his own form and comes into his own magical legacy because uh, he's dealing with the death of his father. Um, the thing is, is I did a lot of foreshadowing in that book, and no one quite got it, and it was really annoying.
Well, some people got it. <laughs> they're, they're telling me in the chat room that some people got it. But it was annoying that I got so many whiny-ass shit at the end of it. So <clears throat> it's okay. If you want, I'm not upset with you. Um, and, 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 and if you didn't quite get it when I called it, the birth of the Serpent King, not the growing up of the Serpent King, not the I'm going to cram all seven of J.K. Rowling's novels into one for you, King. Seriously? It took her seven books to kill Voldemort. Why can't it take me at least three? Fuck all that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So my plan for the birth of the Serpent King was to explore um, Harry's evolution as a parcel mouth and um, the Harry Potter you meet and Harry Potter and the Soulmate Bond has already taken this path he's he's embraced his parcel magic and he's come into his own as a legacy and his animators form as a dragon um, it was my intention with Birth of the Serpent King to develop Harry as a parcel mouth with multiple snake forms. So the first one he got was a boa constrictor. But I planned to give him a really small snake, like um, a black mamba maybe. And then I wanted him to have a big one. And I was I was really um, wrestling with it. And I realized that near the... Um, near the end of my plotting for, for book three in that series, that uh, Harry was going to bust out with a basilisk as his um, as his, as his main form. Because he's going to go through all these snake forms trying to find himself. Cause he, he thinks with that first book and with his first form that he's found who he is, but he hasn't. He hasn't found who he is yet. He hasn't found his true form yet. And I just wanted to explore the animagus process in a different way that I'd never seen before. So that's, so that's what the birth of the Serpent King is about, okay? And there's more planned um, when I get over the bitchiness. Anyways. <clears throat> Stop bitching. <laughs> see you in the chat room. <laughs> you play your, your your cards so damn close to the chest some days, okay? Uh, and I mean, because it's, it's... I don't say shit. I can't remember I don't write you it. until you said shit, until you say something. That's because I do most of my plotting in notebooks. You mean you would take pictures of them and send them to you on my phone? If I say yes, will you? (laughs) No. Damn it. (sighs) 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 What it boils down to is that as a writer, you live in a bubble. Uh And I lived in a bubble for a very long time, and I didn't share my ideas with anybody until I was ready for somebody to see my final draft. Okay. So I'm living in a bubble. Yeah, you know, it's fun. Yeah, it's really hard to um, step out of the bubble when you've been doing it for as long as I have. So yeah, I have a lot going on, and we discussed my big ass work in progress folder before. I know, 
And I wrote yeah. Sophie that I want to crawl inside that damn thing and, and just set up shop. And, and you know, maybe get a, a hit at a peak. Actually, to hell with the peak. I just want to file, you know. I wonder if I'm the only fan fiction writer out there who has to worry about some reader hacking their online um, storage. You know, <laughs> don't even. Like, those, like those girls that got their naked pictures hacked. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I know. That's just... Uh. <laughs> Yeah, <clears throat> I there's there's no way in hell. I'll tease you about it. I'll I'll um I'll make noises about it. I will very earnestly say, please, 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 can I please see it? But I'm also realistic in knowing that no chances of me actually seeing any of this stuff before you're ready for me to see it are nil. And so, well, you know that's that's the case, and I'm not. I'm not worried about it. I'm not upset about it, and I'm not sitting here and you know soaking into my coffee cup. Um, it just—it's not. There, there's no reason to. Okay. Um, as far as the the bullshit stuff that's been going on, um, I realize of the two of us, and, and I've been told before that I'm a big name fan, and I laugh hysterically mm. um, because mm. I'm not. Okay. You are. <laughs> um I am not. I don't get I don't get any of the shit that you do. I don't get any of the shit that is that, that um that did. It's it's ridiculous how Let me say something about the, that. The whole hmm. pause. You're Go not controversial. Apparently not. No, you're I not. On that. I mean you could. You're a very um <laughs> you're a very moderate personality. And um, you're very moderate in your work. You don't, I mean, you've never really written the kind of heavy BDSM that Zanf did no. or even I've done. And that causes, and you don't have the attitude problem that I do. Well, you might, but you don't share it with the Internet like I do. So no. that's why you don't get the flack. I mean, I am not victim blaming myself here, but I am aware that my personality is challenging. So I don't... The crazy no. thing is, is you're, you're in my personality. When we, when we talk um, on a normal day-to-day basis, there's a lot of similarities between <coughs> how we react to things. Yeah, there um, is. Yeah. You're just, a, you're just more of a lady than me. I scored less of a lady than you on that damn thing. I know, I know, I know. How the hell did I get less? Um, I think it was the panties thing. Did did you admit to not wearing panties? Uh, I believe so. Because I lied. It was a trick question. It was a trick question. Let me tell you. In the little lady quiz, it said, um, do you cross your legs? Or and then it was one of the answers was no I always cross my legs because I don't wear panties, um, and then there was another one that actually fit me better and I cross my legs most of the time. The thing uh, is, is I, I don't wear panties I, unless I, I have do, no choice. But I think it just has no. Azur just called me a fucking Hufflepuff. You lying bitch. <laughs> I don't care if it's not nice for me to call another minion that. That's not nice. You take that back. 
<laughs> I opened my radio show with What's Up, Bitches. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, <clears throat> I scored less of, as less of a lady than, than Azur did, and that's just saying something. No, look, I'm... Echo just posted a fanfic called 100, 101 Ways to Kill Ron Weasley. I have to read that. Oh, that's just... I think I found my yeah. mothership. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways. Um, I I learned discretion and, and how to um, keep my mouth shut because of the Navy. Um, I had to. Right. And so the... Um, the ability to hold my tongue uh, in the face of, of the rampant stupidity that people have occasionally, I have it because of my job as well, because I work on, on phones all the time. So for me, it's um, the ability not to tell somebody that they're an absolute screaming moron. And Hello? Hello. Oh, it got dropped. Sorry, dude. She'll call back. Um, I don't know uh, what I was going to say. <laughs> I didn't expect the phone call to drop. Can you guys still hear me? Um, I hope so. That'd be so weird if you couldn't. I, you know, when it comes to uh. Uh, Lady Holder's call got dropped, so hopefully she'll call back. Uh, I don't know. I don't know um, if there's a solution for for reader entitlement in fandom because there are so many. There are so many bad, every day. Sorry. There's somebody new. It's okay. Every day there's somebody new in fandom, and. Um, there's somebody new coming into a fandom, exploring it, figuring out how it works, and every day we're going. We just can't continue to educate these people. Um, but there doesn't seem, you know, and they're so there's there's just there's a level of cruelty and selfishness in fandom that boggles my mind. One of the things that I found with, with fandom is, um, and it's it's one of the hard things about it, part of the reason I think that, that um, you get so much shit is because you take the characters and they are well and truly outside of um, not a comfort zone, although there is one there. But it's a what is normal for the character, okay? And you know, you make it. Um, you know, we've got oh Matt, okay, who is the third, um, you know, shepherd boy who is only there because you know. You are a you know gifted writer who made us all fall in love with this kid who doesn't exist in real life, if you will, and yet we all or in canon he has to be or in canon, but he has to be oh, a true, certain true way. Fact. 
True fact. I have had people um, fuss at me for labeling Matt Shepard an original character. Because um, I did a Lauren slash OC on an episode uh-huh. of Ties That Bind. And I got like four <laughs> different emails thinking, oh, and every one of them asked me, oh my God, did Matt dump Evan? <laughs> And, and the best part was, <clears throat> Stargate Atlantis came to Amazon Prime. <clears throat> and a week after it came to Amazon Prime, I get an email. And it was from somebody mm-hmm. who never watched a single episode of Stargate Atlantis, but had wa- had read everything I'd ever written. And she wanted mm-hmm. to know when the show was going to introduce John's father and his two brothers. And I had to let her know that um, that number one that Patrick Shepard never appeared in the show except for as a coffin, and that Matt Shepard didn't yeah. exist in canon. And she was so upset she stopped watching it. <laughs> I said, "Oh no, watch it!" She goes, "No, I can't. I'm done." She watched the she watched the whole first season, and then she 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 vowed on her magic to never watch any other um in, um any others. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, she literally did, but I mean, she had no idea that Matt was an OC. She had no clue. <clears throat> I mean, so she yeah. was like horrified. She didn't even know what to do with it. She was like, "I'm done." And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I did not mean to ruin that for you. And she said, no, 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 they ruined it for me. They they should have paid attention to you. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, God. You know, it's... Yeah, it, I did it, that. I'm the, sorry. Yeah. If you're listening, it, I'm it, sorry. No, you're not. <laughs> um, the thing for me is there, there's been a couple... Um, I'm going to use an example, and I cannot remember for the life of me, and I've got the, the, the story somewhere in my files, God knows where, but it's an NCIS story. And it has, and somebody in chat will probably remember, but it has Tony Donozo as being a Navy SEAL, and he is, in a word, competent. He is utterly, totally, incredibly competent, badass and he's wonderful and i enjoy the hell out of it there there's there's areas in it that you know it definitely i will admit it needed um a beta reader she didn't have time she got chased out of fandom before she could get to the point where she attracted a beta reader which sucks because it's a fabulous story it's a lovely and wonderful concept i enjoy the hell out of it when i reread it and you know, it's she got chased out because people got upset because, you know, Tony was completely and utterly out of character. Well, no, he's not. Tony Donozo in, in canon is competent. Nobody believes it, but he is. And it pisses me off that they, they took this person, and by the way, they chased her down across the pit fanfiction.net, and onto a live journal and chased her out of fandom. And it's just, it was horrific to to know that somebody did this. Somebody said in the chat room, well, it was sort of her fault. She fed it over Facebook. That's victim blaming. 
Yes, because here's the thing. If if she said, you know, leave it alone, stop, I'm done, you know, you guys are assholes, it's no more and no less than what Kira does because she says enough. Okay? I do. I do. Yeah. And I, she, she I don't let people get to me, and she did. Yeah. And Echo comments in in the chat room that Tony managed Gibbs for two years with the rotating um, mess of, of pierogies that they had, okay? And she's, Echo's completely and utterly right, okay? Tony's competent. He doesn't have to be the nicest person, um, Vassarus. He's he's not, okay? He's a shithead. Um, he's a 40-something-year-old frat boy who occasionally shows that he's more than what he, what he pretends to be. Mm, he's a womanizer. At least... Yes, he is. But that's also a function of what the writers write him as because the first three seasons, he was a lot less of a he was a lot less of a shit. And that really I wanna go back to this I wanna go back to this feeding thing. thing. This feeding thing. Um how much does an author take without speaking up for themselves how much do they have to take before it's okay for them to say well fuck you and to respond back and to start being as vicious to the people who are trolling them so how much does the writer have to endure before it's okay for her to say you know what fuck you well, my answer is zero. The first time someone trolls you, tell them to go fuck themselves. Don't wait for the third or the fourth time. You have every single right to say no when someone mistreats you. Whether it's on Facebook, whether it's on Live Journal, whether it's on AO3, or whether it's on The Pit, it doesn't matter. If someone doesn't treat you well, You don't have to put up with a single minute of it. Not one minute. There's not a magical number of how much you're required to take before you're allowed to respond. And here's the thing. If you won't, I mean, you you shouldn't take it. I mean, if you're not going to take somebody's being that much of an asshole to you in person, you know, calling you, you or, or telling you those things, why in the hell are you taking it over print, okay? There's there's absolutely no reason why um, you should and every reason why you shouldn't because the only way it's going to stop people is if we start calling them on it, okay, and saying enough. And that's that's the only way it stops. And at this point in time, if that's what we have to do to stop it, well, then that's what we have to do to stop it. Call them on the bullshit. Okay? Uh, I guess and, I'm curious and, as to how yeah. she fed it on Facebook. Was because she was responding? Is, it, is that what the feeding was, that she responded to this crap she was getting? I mean, 
I guess I don't know. I mean, I, I didn't actually watch any of it. I don't. I didn't actually see any of this go down because if I had, you would know all about it because I'd have, I'd have stepped in it. I, I ain't gonna lie. If I had watched this shit happen, no, I wouldn't have watched this shit happen. Um, no, I wouldn't have. I would have been on my podcast every single fucking night, mm-hmm. bitching about it for two hours, using these people's names. And their comments. Let them know how I felt about it. Yeah. It would have been fun for me, but probably not for the author. (laughs) And that's the problem. Because I am that person that enjoys that kind of conflict. I'm not going to lie. I eat that shit with a spoon. Oh, that is like, that is the kind of entertainment you can't even buy. One night, me and a bunch of minions were in the chat, and I made a comment on a. Um, you and I had a good time with that. I made a comment on a YouTube video and got somebody stirred up, and we all went over there. There were like eight of us over there baiting this troll for like, I don't know, until the person who owned the video turned comments off. Like hours. I have uh-huh. never been so entertained on the internet in my life. Yeah, you had a good time with that. I'm just saying. What I remember. I'm just saying. But I, I, I imagine too. you did. You did. Yeah. You did. And so you know, um, I'm far less nice I than don't, people think. I, I don't am. know. <laughs> Sometimes when I see something happen to an author in fandom, I bite my tongue because I don't want to add to their drama that they're already having to endure. But there is no way I could have watched this author be chased from one site to another by a group of assholes who didn't like what she was writing without sticking my foot in it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but the fact of the matter is, is, no matter what she posted on Facebook about being trolled and about her not writing the character the way they wanted to, um, she was entitled to that. Mhm. I'm really hoping. That and that doesn't mean to... that she was. Um, uh, it doesn't mean she deserved to be trolled <laughs> or run uh, out of fandom. Just, yeah, Viserys just told me I'm too awesome to be nice. Mm, this is true. I agree with that. <laughs> You've heard me though. That's the thing. <laughs> Uh, I have no idea. Um, it's. Uh, I'm hoping that but she. I'm hoping she finds rough trade, and 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 joins up and and has that outlet again, and and has the bravery, um, to say fuck you, and 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 raise that particular flag high. Okay, whether she but finds. You know, here's the thing. I. I have encountered writers who could not write their way out of a paper sack. A wet one. Uh-huh. Um, and I may not like the things that you write. And I may not read the things that you write. Mm-hmm. But I will get up in my face, in somebody's face, and defend your right to write it. You can write the most fucked up shit anybody has ever written, and I will defend your ability to do so. I'm not going to read it, 
So I will defend your ability to do so as long as you don't post child porn on my site. I have a limit, okay? Yes. But you know what? I don't have a bestiality limit. I'm going to put that out there for you guys. I do ask that you warn for it, but you can write it. I don't give a shit. Excuse me. I wrote nodding porn. If that doesn't, you know, scape those edges really hard and just, you know, go screaming right over the edge, yeah, have fun with that one. Okay. So <coughs> Good for you, Kaya. You tell them that. You tell them to go fuck themselves in the eye the ear or the navel, wherever wherever it will hurt the most. <clears throat> Hair follicle? Fuck, I don't know. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, that would be pretty bad. I'm just saying <laughs> that while I might not like what you write or even approve of what you write, I'm going to be right there in the front of rough trade being the wall of go fuck yourself to readers who would try to abuse you. Just saying. And, you know, the thing is, guys, if you feel like something is, is wacky and weird and you, you want somebody to double check it just because you're not 100% certain and, you know, can you, can somebody take a look because things feel weird you know, um, I don't think I've ever hidden my fandom, um, uh, you know, email. You can always um, send me a, a link or, or, you know, comment or something and say, hey, look, can you take a look at this? Things feel weird. I'll look, you know, I'll I'll take it. Here's the I'll, thing. I'll be there for you. You just got to I'm reach. not going to look. Oh, um, I will. I've for the record. For the record, yes, she does. I don't. Um, I don't actually have time to beta for anybody more than I already beta for. So, so please oh, don't, don't send me your porn. Um, please don't send me I either. Thank you. I, unless I ask. You know, I'll, I I'll be it. honest and say I've got en- I've got enough. I'm doing. Um, I will look at the area in question. I'm not <laughs> going to sit here and do your whole thing because, you know, Kira's not the only one who's got too many, you know, um, irons in the fire. I've got enough, you know. But here's something. Here's something. You can write Groot ra- um, rocket porn if you want. <laughs> I the totally hell are you support that. Now? I'm just saying I totally support somebody's ability to write Groot slash rocket porn. I'm not going to read it, but I support it. If you want to have that crazy-ass oh, raccoon fucking a tree, then you go write it. <laughs> You go right. Oh, my God. <laughs> now I have to go to AL3 oh. and see if anybody's written it. Oh, my God. I'm oh, just saying God, that eyes. I support. I, I support. That. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> oh, come on, princess. Don't. I just. I support your right to write it. Oh, God, my eyes. It does bring a whole new vision to that phrase. My cousin once said to me, "Oh Jesus!" My cousin had um, smoked marijuana for the first time. This is the one that's um, in the Navy, and um, he was telling me this story. Oh he said, God! He, he was. Uh, um, this was before it's the Navy. There. Before the Navy, he um he uh. <laughs> it's great. It brings a whole new meaning to that whole little scene in the end where he has 
the little the little um stick in the pot. It's so cute. <laughs> His love is oh. gone. <laughs> His big love tree is gone. <laughs> oh god. I totally I totally ship it. <laughs> Oh, but, but my cousin, my cousin said he turns to me. He said, "I don't know what it is about marijuana, but I was so horny I could have fucked a whole other tree." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no. <sighs> yes. Groot will grow back if his um if his stick is taken care of. <laughs> oh god. If his stick is planted and, and nurtured and and um interacted with Stroke Groot gently? will grow back. I don't know. I don't wanna know. I have to um <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. I think that realistically speaking, to avoid the whole bestiality thing, that Rocket, you can only pair him with Groot. Because <laughs> raccoons live in trees, don't they? Yeah, no, I don't uh-huh. think they fucked them, though. I don't know. You you can't say that for sure. This is true. This is incredibly true. And. The things we find out about ourselves as we as we go through fandom. I totally you know. Ship it. I, yeah, I'm going record and say I I ship group slash rocket. Grow rocket. <laughs> Grocket. I ship. Rocket. Rocket. Oh God. God, I'm shit out of myself. Grocket, that's right. Yeah. My chair. No, you can't. I'm on the radio. I know. Oh, you're... I was banging on the desk. I was having a hee-haw. <laughs> Hello himself. Um... <clears throat> I ship it. I don't care. I have no shame in my shipping. Um, but I'll tell you what I don't ship. Hmm. I'm going to confess, again, for the hundredth time, I don't ship Gibbs DeNozo. Yeah, I, I know. Reason I, why do. I don't read the NCIS fandom as a rule. I, 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 I occasionally um, read Xanth, but that's just because it's Xanth. Uh-huh. Um. Anyways, anyways, in Marvel canon, Groot can grow back from a single branch if that branch is um, planted and, and treated a certain way. Um, and Groot can determine. Uh, and once one branch is planted, all the other branches die, so there won't be multiple Groots or something like that. I don't know, but. Um, unless they're gonna change the canon, then that is Groot in the pot at the end. It's not his baby or his or his son. It is actually Groot. So who knows? Don't know. But Don't I care. It. It's cute. I t- I totally ship it. In the end, mm-hmm. when 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 Rocket, <laughs> I'll tell you the story. 
My husband didn't like Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, my, for, he- my husband hates it. My my husband didn't like it either. Um, I wouldn't say he hates it, but it, it's definitely not his favorite Marvel movie. He said it, he was too campy. He didn't really enjoy it at all. Um, but at the end, when, when when they're getting ready to leave and, and Rocket comes out of, of of the thing with the little pot and he has the stick in it, my husband almost fell out of his chair laughing in the middle of the theater. It was embarrassing. I'm like, stop, stop. He's oh, my God. But not nearly. Oh, my God. This is the man that ruined that whole, come on, scene for me in the new Star Trek movie. Because the moment that started happening, my husband started giggling. He laughed his ass off from the time Spock started running towards engineering all the way. To win Spock's beating the shit out of Khan. He just, he giggled the whole fucking time. Are you sure yours and mine aren't related? I mean, it's really? Terrible. It's terrible. It's something, but yours and mine are both assholes. <laughs> and, and, we, and we know from assholes. Trust us. Oh, my God. The shit we have to put up with some days. <sighs> mhm. We both helped at the same time. It's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> it is. It's um. Yeah, my spouse is not exactly the, the the nicest and and most reasonable of men when it comes to you know some of the shit he pulls. You know, it's yeah. it's. My yeah. husband has. Butt related trauma. So anything involving your ass. Um, and what happened is, is that there's an especially explicit gif of a dick sliding right into somebody's asshole, and it was in the chat. And it happened to show up in chat within the same week of my husband receiving his annual prostate <laughs> exam. And, and as a result, my husband finds the chat room extremely traumatizing. <laughs> Sometimes he doesn't even actually have to see the image, just to know there's an image there. Oh, God. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. Oh, God. Yeah. And actually, what was worse was pregnant Batman. Oh yes, oh yes. Actually, pregnant Batman messed pregnant... him up. I think it was Rocket. the pregnant Snape. That, the, uh, the pregnant Snape got mine. It might have been pregnant Snape. It was a very explicit male pregnancy drawing. Uh, it might have been pregnant Snape because that one's that one's quite quite a thing. And Azure has it somewhere. So if anybody, if everybody tramps over to. Um, Kira's chat room afterwards, you can probably sweet talk her into putting it up. Or just look on Google, Pregnant Snape. It's going to yeah. pop right up. <laughs> yeah, it probably will. Probably from her Tumblr. <laughs> yes. Because because she's an absolute <clears throat> and saves those things. You know, it's, it's yeah. Um, <laughs> my spouse 
um, he is has fully and totally ignored uh, the gifts that, that wander around my computer. What what got him more than anything was I was writing something, and hell if I know. Oh, it was it was it was Stargate Atlantis, and I was I think it was one of my Sentinel stories. And I had it up, and I was typing away, and he came over and stood over my shoulder, and I was writing, I think it was a bonding scene between the, between uh, John and Rodney. And the two of us read almost incessantly when we have time. So the written word caught his attention. He started reading, and he walked away loudly ranting that I had just broken him horribly of this, and he's never again going to be able to watch the show without thinking about this. Um, to date, I don't think he has watched the show since, and he rewatches some of his shows regularly. So, yeah. I read a lot of Avengers. Um, the, the, I am writing my first Avengers, but I, I've read a lot of I, it. I adore Avengers. Um, um, I especially love Tony Steve. It's my favorite pairing in, um, in Avengers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was reading a story. And um, I blogged about this in my live journal. It was a long time ago. And my husband comes up, and I didn't realize he was behind me. And I'm reading, and I am all in this fic. I am all in it. I am just like, I am knee-deep and a little wet in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all of a sudden, my husband bursts out, Oh, my God, what is Tony doing to Captain America? <laughs> Oh, that's to which I responded, actually, Captain America, um, America is fucking Tony in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for ruining it for me. Thank you. I was enjoying that. You know, the the, the really fun thing is, if you if you tilt your head slightly to the side and shave Tony, um, there's uh, what is it? Something uh, Universe Six something. You know, Tony and Captain America get married there. Admittedly, Tony's a girl, but it's, you know, a Tony Stark and a Captain America getting it on, and it's in canon. The only reason um, they don't in... Is because Marvel's chicken shit. Um, okay, yeah, up I at know. the top That's in the chat good. room, there is this question. Did you see the dog Snape one? I'm going to go on record and say no, and I don't want to. I don't want to I don't know what you mean by dog snape. <laughs> but considering the rest of our conversation this evening, oh, I would God. prefer not to see it. Oh. I just go on record. That, you know where my head just went? Thank you very much for <laughs> commenting about friends. I'm going to I'm going to confess I'm going to confess something. I'm going to confess something. I'm going to have a confession. I I love <clears throat> <clears throat> was browsing through somebody else's pin board. And when you do that, uh-huh. sometimes you encounter things that you don't mean to. And I did. I encountered something I didn't mean to. And it was kind of like a train wreck, because even when I found out and I saw what was happening, I... I kept well, I kept reading it. I, I don't. Okay, story is post-war, and Sirius is alive, and Harry is working in the Forbidden Forest, and I don't know why. 
And there is a stray dog in the and I'm thinking, oh, what a cute dog! And I'm, I'm reading it, and I'm like, oh, it's so sweet. You know, Harry's gonna save that little dog. It's so cute. It's just so sweet. Um. Oh God, it was not sweet. <laughs> it was not sweet. Oh my God! I was like, I did the porn tilt. I did the porn tilt while reading, so you know, you know. That's when it's bad. When you do the porn tilt while you're reading instead of while you're watching porn, you know there's a problem, right? So mm-hmm. it took me two paragraphs into this scene before I realized that Harry was fucking this dog. I just did the face palm. Fuck that. I even took my glasses off so I could get a good connection <laughs> with the eyes. Oh, and God. And then I rolled back up back up to the top of the fic, and it was actually in the author notes. But I skipped those, and I never do that. I never skip author notes. But this particular person on Pinboard, I trusted them because they had a whole bunch of stuff that I liked. So I thought we had the same interests. I was no. wrong. Oh. <laughs> and that's my confession. I was wrong, oh, and I accidentally God. read bestiality porn. But it gets worse because in the author notes, it just wasn't actually – Harry and the stray dog, it was also Harry serious. And I did something I don't normally do. Normally, I would have closed it and that would have been the end of it. But I, I scrolled down to the I scrolled down past the scene was in the forest with the dog and I kept scrolling. It's <laughs> Harry goes back and he's living in a house with Sirius and I kept scrolling and I'll be goddamned if he didn't talk his godfather into fucking him while he was in his animagus farm. So Pat probably would. is that the line about the Frenchman and the and the the talking <laughs> Is that where you got that? Because I have I have I have been very good. I have not asked about that line in all these years. But damn that thing stuck. It wasn't non-con, and they were both, and Harry was an adult. Um, and I, when I really, oh, I just okay. wanted to see if the author was going to go there. Okay, we're, we're, we're making I just wanted sick. To, we're making people sick. I just wanted to see okay, how far the author would go, and that bitch totally really. went there. And she owned it. I have to, I have to say, she didn't have no shame in her game. I closed it after that because I was just curious. You get curious, you can't help yourself. You just want to see, and I wanted to. I did. I'm done. Okay, let's find something new to talk about. Not quite the same. But it's also like that story that Azure warned me not to read. I don't think I've read it, but I'm really glad I have it. She said, "Don't read this." And anytime somebody wrecks it, she tells people, "Don't read it." So I knew I should not read this. I knew it. I knew I should not read it. I knew it. But I clicked on it one day, right, and the link was right above Azura's little thing on Facebook saying, don't read this. Oh. She's bold as shit about saying don't read this particular story. And so I did. (laughs) I didn't read the whole thing. But I did read to that part she was talking about, and I was like, oh, my God, she really did. And what's worse is that it's still on fanfiction.net, and it is underage. 
Like, they're like 11 and 12 years old, and Hermione forces, forces herself on Harry, and it's still on fanfiction.net. And I was just, I, it wasn't that I didn't believe Azura. I totally believed her when she said it, what it was. I just couldn't believe it was explicit, and it was. I didn't know how explicit it was. Um, it was very yeah. explicit. Yeah, let's let's pass on that. the 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 stuff I'll I'll, I'll <coughs> to on so, air. Okay. Now that I have confessed. So now that I have confessed my sins, Lady Holder, have you ever read anything you shouldn't have? Oh, lots. Some of it was even professionally published. Okay. Tell me. Tell yeah. me. Tell me. Tell me your secret shame. <laughs> oh. Yes, that was the part that got uh, me. Azura said there was an explicit description of Harry, um, of Harry's penis, and that was really um, terrible because it was like the author found that attractive. Like she found this 11-year-old boy's penis attractive, and that was – I think the worst part about that entire scene, and I, I wondered to myself just how old this author was. When, I don't know. When they wrote that. I really don't. My one of my favorite um, one of my favorite things to read uh, in a very bad period of my life, and I still occasionally go back to it and enjoy the hell out of it, is um, Crimes Against Humanity. And I don't remember the author. It starts with an S. Um, but I've got it somewhere. I know he It's not nice. It's it's so incredibly unnice. And I read Yeah, you told me I, I wasn't turtle. allowed to read that. Yeah, you're not. I, I yeah. nope, 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 nope. Um it's Right, the separate. level of, of S E P E R I S. Yes. Ever the you level say that. of um, it's not cards against humanity, Joe. It's crimes against crimes humanity. against humanity. It is, it is a Stargate story. Um, it's set in Atlantis as a prison, right? Atlantis is Atlantis is a prison. They um, basically the SGC is not the exploratory thing that we know and love. It is. Um, it's a bunch of sociopaths running around the galaxy imposing their will and also the will of the Asgard. And it's, it's the level of, um, well, let's put it this way. Um, Rodney McKay blew up a solar system to kill Carter and he did it. And the <laughs> only reason, are you sure I can't read it? Reason, no, you can't read it. I just, Come on! I don't want to deal with the fallout at three o'clock in the morning. Thanks. No. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. There's enough that happens off screen and on that no. Mm-mm. Um. The only reason he got caught is because Raddick squealed, and it's rat it's bastard. not nice. Yes. Um. The 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 men and women of Atlantis. Took oh, Willow, <laughs> I don't blame you. 
Willow says in the chat room, I once read a fic that was a surprise pairing that turned into Danny slash Sangmin. I'm never reading a fic tagged a, a fic tag surprise pairing again. I don't blame you. Oh my god, that's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Um <clears throat> The, the the thing is, is the level of dark fic it is, it's it pushing. There's a reason I hate Sumner. Actually, there's actually there's lots of reasons. That's one of them, because really, it, it, oh yes, he, he's definitely not not the sweetest um, person on the on the face of the planet. Um, I was perfectly happy and accepting of exactly how dark John and Rodney are, because quite frankly. John's not that far off of it in canon, okay? He sat there, hung himself upside down off of a a um, a bridge, you know, a footpath in Atlantis, and shot people through the top of their heads. Admittedly, they were Janai, and they were invading, but he did it. And you know what? Yeah. That's not the, the that's not a helicopter jockey, okay? And he never but, but, once pretended to look traumatized by it. In the episodes oh. after the storm, you never see John going through any kind of um, fatigue or uh, combat. Uh, there, He's not, there's he just nothing. He, he he never re- has some kind of. Now I'm not sure if that's just bad writing or if they wrote it on purpose that way. Uh Jack has sometimes you can't tell with a lantern. No, no, it, it, it's very true. Um, Jack and Stargate has PTSD. PTSD. There it shows. All right. Um, Dan, Daniel Jackson has it. Sam has it. They all have echoes of it. John sits there and proceeds Smirk. to clean up a lot of people and sleeps like a baby because we never see him react all right Mm-mm. um he sat there the and- most emotion that you ever see out of john is when rodney almost ascends mm-hmm. when rodney tries to sacrifice himself to a race to save his sister and in the shrine uh-huh. yep that's the most emotion you ever get out of joe flanagan um, when it comes to playing john shepherd and you see these moments that are really um, emotionally raw, and it's not. Um, and and you realize that Flanagan's been playing you the whole time. You know, here's the, here's another one. When he pushed Rodney off the damn balcony. Right. <laughs> right the big front. grin on his face. Yes, he pushed Rodney off the balcony. He shot at Rodney in the leg with a gun, but still, he shot him. In the leg. Yeah. You know, and, and I don't know. The, the, the look on his face is just toys. You know? The That's the worst man. thing you do in fandom is you read Crimes Against Humanity. A lot of people read that. I'm asking you to confess uh, something that you don't, you're not proud of, like me accidentally reading bestiality. I'm just, you know. Oh, no, there's no accidental about that one. I actually knew I was reading that. All right. I'm saying if now, you ever stumbled across something that was like, oh, God, but you you continue to read it anyway or browse it. I didn't read the whole thing. I just browsed to make sure that it was going to go where mm-hmm. I thought it was going to go, and it did. It went there. I, she went there like a champion. 
I've read. Oh, oh, and that reminds me, if you're listening to this, either now in this very moment or on podcast later, months later, whenever it is, don't email me and ask me for the title of that fix because I could not tell you if my life depended on it. Yeah, and chances are good that nobody's going to put it up either because that's just If you go to Google, I would suggest Googling serious slash hairy bestiality. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Or Padfoot slash Harry. I mean, you know. I do have another confession. I really enjoy that incest pic. The one where John and Rodney are brothers, but they don't know it. I've read read that one. Yes, that was good. Um, Actually, I think it's also separate. There's one that she did where... That's not my fault. She totally baited me. She did that to a lot of people with that one. No one um, knew. You, I mean, you go into it, and you don't know mm-hmm. until they know that they're brothers. But the yeah. worst part about that fic is that they continue to fuck anyway. You know, I've read that one. The one, actually, that, that makes me squirm, and I haven't read it since since I, since it, I, I read it the first time. There's a fic where... Um, Rodney managed to save John. The, pro, the the way he did it, though, required John to be a baby, and he carried him to term, male preg, uh, and preg. And 16 years later, you know, after raising John again, if I remember right, John calls into Rodney's bed, and they have sex. And I sat there, and I went, what? And I read it all the way through. And it's like, oh, my head. Oh, my God. And, yeah. That one I think is the the worst one I've I've read. Um, now it doesn't mean it's the worst written, but that's the worst one I think I've read. Oh, and yeah, there's a Harry, there's a, a Sam Dean one I read that was also impreg, and that one I I kind of remember skipping and going, please let me be not reading this and scrolling and reading and scrolling and reading and yeah, so things you find on various places. I accidentally, um, I did read that um, Giant Squid Hogwarts fic. (laughs) I did read it. I totally did. I confess that. What is he I totally confess to reading. um, Does he wiggle an arm up up uh, a a tube or something and play with with Hogwarts prostate? Does Hogwarts have a prostate? Hogwarts is the girl. And the Giant Squid comes out of the lake and wraps itself around her and invades her with all of his tentacles. <laughs> oh, God, my head, that's just not right. But yes, that... What the that, um, Building porn? Esperanza, or ever how you say it, she wrote that incest fic, the, Star- the, the Stargate incest fic, and you don't find out that John and Rodney are brothers until like the very end of the, uh, of the story. And... um. They continue. And they shrug and they just keep on banging. They just, whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> and, yeah, I mean, that's like my only exception for um, incest fic. I, no. Look, she. She sold it. They had no clue. She tricked me. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but one of my favorite guilty pleasures is cross-dressing. Oh, 
I especially like this one story called, um, oh, God, what was it called? Uh, it's not online anymore. It's uh, called Pretty Good Girl by Karma Gaddy. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and yes. it's a Vegas AU, and Rodney um, goes into a brothel, and he buys John, and John's wearing this leather skirt and these panties. And um, that shit was the hottest thing I've ever read. It was so hot. There's a, and I don't remember what it is. I don't remember who wrote it, but I remember reading it and enjoying the hell out of it. Um, It was the the, the Stargate Atlantis, um, John's team, they went to a planet, the... um, Ronan and Taylor were doing something. John was shadowing Rodney as he was doing his thing and being the big brain that he is. And and John gets escorted off to be prepared for whatever meal or whatever they were going to do, and everything was okay because they'd been there many times before, you know, whatever. And when he shows back up, basically he's in a corset and done all up and everything, and it's... It really, it was hot as hell. I enjoyed the hell out of that one. I, if anybody can find that one, please, I'd like to read it again. But it was it was very nice. <laughs> um, there's another one. Um, I think it was Major and Minor are the two. And I don't remember, that's all the title I remember. And John's the sub, and it's... Um, it was an interesting piece because it definitely wasn't it wasn't something they were used to. Uh, there's another one, and it was a three-parter, I think. And it was John was getting off on Rodney being hurt by Koya when he was slicing him in in oh. the storm in the eye, and then Rodney found it, found him doing this, and basically started a relationship with him and figured out what made John tick. And it ended up working for them. And, and it's it's an abandoned story. It's a three-parter. I don't think it'll ever get anything more. I don't remember seeing anything more from it. But it was a very interesting one. Um, it, was very, it was very different in how they ended up with the relationship where it ended up being... Um, in many ways, a dumb sub relationship because John relied on Rodney to keep him sane, and the level that he relied on him didn't get hammered out until Rodney was taken somewhere, and John couldn't find him. And then he basically did find him by butchering his way through someplace. It was it was it's a very good story. It's just really weird. And if anybody can find that one, that would be great. <laughs> Stories that I haven't thought of in a while. I have no idea what I was going to say. Yeah. Hey, apparently um, pretty good girl. Oh, I want to go on, back machine. I want to go on record and say that I didn't enjoy that bestiality thing. <laughs> case anybody was was confused it was like a train wreck or a volcano 
or the aftermath of a tornado. <laughs> you just well, okay. There's a horrifying. Admit- I don't actually read Harry serious, but I do see their relationship is paternal. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't even read that as a romantic pairing, much less is in the kinky shit. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Um, I can't read John as um, as a submissive. <laughs> uh, but apparently, I have no problem reading him as a hooker. <laughs> I'm opening yeah. up that so I can save it if, in, in case I have not. Pretty good girl. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. I it is so um, dirty and great. Uh, I don't know. I mean, just every once in a while, something will push my buttons. And there's actually a diehard, um, diehard or live free or diehard fic where. Um, Matt has asked John to wear panties, and he doesn't think John will actually do it, but John orders them online, and he puts them on. So here's John McClain on the bed in these green panties for Matt, and it was just really hot. (laughs) I guess I kind of like boys in panties. I have no shame for that. None at all. There's one I there's one I've seen where John is I think in a store or something and he looks over at the laundry section and he looks away. And he looks at the laundry section and he looks away and he eventually buys <coughs> more mat. <coughs> and that one was hot as hell too. Yeah, that's yeah, that that's really hot too. I read the reverse too where Matt's wearing the panties. Very hot. Very hot. Um, I don't mm-hmm. But as a rule, I like that, but I'm not really fond of, um, I don't find that whole, the, the whole drag, really. Uh, but there's something about a man in panties that just really, wow. Mm-hmm. I don't even. <laughs> wow. Okay. There is one fic where John is a submissive, um, and it's a uh it's basically a um slap in the face uh to Zanth because the author who wrote it wrote it basically to troll her for her uh oh, her B- yeah, her, her yeah. BDSMAU. And um as a rule Whenever I encounter that uh, dynamic where John is a submissive, I'm reminded of that fic where I actually enjoyed that fic where, where John was a submissive. Was it? I'm not going to say the name, so just don't ask. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, until I found out that it was actually written as some kind of um, trolling or protest of, 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 of what Zance had done, and it was just, I was done, you know. Mm-hmm. That you would in, in do that you would put all that effort into uh, creating something just to hurt somebody else, really? Okay. Yeah, there's the kinks. I I I have some favorite kinks. I like the the, the men in panties, like I said. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm very I'm I'm very fond of taking someone with a very strong personality and having them submit. 
I think that's well, this would very be why you're attractive. Happy with, with, yeah, this would be why you're with enjoying Rodney doing that. Um, thanks for me. Honestly, the thing, one of the things that for me that always that I always enjoy is I'm I'm not, I mean I I enjoyed the hell out of Ties the Bind, um, but what what I enjoy more is is the ones where the dominant partner is dominating not by the tools of the trade, but by either the force of the personality or a combination of force and personality and their person, not not all the extras. Mm. You know, that to me is, that's fabulous. Okay? And so I enjoy that one. You know, that's something you haven't really put into any of the, um, any of the Harry Potters. The um, Enchanted Dildo. Huh. What? It seems so, I don't know. Normal? Or or too much like a um pandering to the the um the expected. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I just um because well the thing is is um and this is going to I don't know write a lot of sex. Mhm. I think that's something we can all agree on. Um yes. but unless I'm writing something that's just all sex, like, you know, just a a plot what plot kind of thing, the sex isn't the important part of the story. It's a part of the story and it's there for a reason. And when it comes to ties that bind Every single sex scene in Ties That Bind serves a purpose. There is not one sex act in Ties That Bind um, that I would consider gratuitous. It's all there for a plot reason, every single bit of it. Mm-hmm. So, and when it comes to Harry Potter, that, that's true as well. Um, the sex that happens um, in um, the soulmate bond, it's very emotional um, and kind of needy for them both. They're very, you know, and it's built on a romance. And so there's no room for some kinky sex toy. Um, I don't even know how I feel about that. Okay. KX. <laughs> Someone just posted in the chat room, I usually skip your sex scenes after the first reading. Huh. Um... I don't. I'm happy with them. I don't know how I feel about that. Because, like I said, I don't write, from my point of view, gratuitous sex scenes. So the sex scenes are part of my story. <laughs> okay. Okay. The risk was the rimming. Rimming. There was one rimming scene, Azura. Okay. Okay. No, that's not true. Uh, that's not true. There was quite a bit of rimming in Ties of Bind, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. 
there was that one rimming scene in um, Harry Potter and a Soulmate Bond, and I did that. Let me tell you why I did that. Because somebody wrote me an email and complained because Hermione put her finger in Harry's ass. And I was told in a contact form that if I was going to do that again, that I was required to warn for it because it was unacceptable to put ass play in Hetfic. What? Oh, I remember so that. Immediately I remember after that, that. So immediately after that. No, we yeah. Huh? You and I talked I about that. I posted one. I even posted on my site about it saying how I was not going to warn mm-hmm. for rimming or any ass yeah. play. Um so immediately thereafter I wrote that whole scene where Hermione um uh, finger fucked Harry in the ass and uh-huh. and rimmed him just to get back at them. Yeah, that was revenge rimming. <laughs> yeah, that's what that was. That was revenge rimming. There is no shame in my game. <laughs> hey, it's all the best. Oh. You know... And, for the record, sometime in the next three or four fix in the Harry Potter um, story... There's going to be some anal sex, too. Hey, I'm all for it. Because I broke the penetration um, taboo in the last episode. So that means the dick can be anywhere now. It's going to be a surprise. (laughs) You know... I, I truly never know what is going to happen when I open up my email and I get <laughs> I get stuff from her where I, I, I'm sitting there and I'm going, um, okay, what did I just open? And off it goes from there. And it's, you know, there there's a lot of good times to be had with with me being lucky enough to be Kira's uh, beta reader. Um, mm. Even if it occasionally means, you know, getting revenge a rimming. email at... I didn't find it to be revenge rimming. I laughed myself hysterical at that point. Um, <laughs> Surprise, but yeah. sex. Hey, it worked. Um, <clears throat> it's... Um, Kaya, I think that you must be really, really behind the radio show. Because I don't she's know. responding to something that we did like ten minutes ago. Okay. I don't want to click on that link. Mm. You never know what you're gonna get with a link like that. Now I have to click yeah, on no. it. Oh yeah, <laughs> now I remember that one. <laughs> pregnant Snape. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, it's too late. I saw that one ages ago. Yeah. <sighs> that 
just so like it live. That no. that has been seen many, 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 many times. Oh, many times. <laughs> oh. Um, no. I forbid the Hulk one. Oh. There's no mean? need to see the Hulk fucking. <laughs> I've got that one. I actually don't mind that one. The one that actually makes um, Azure all sorts of uncomfortable is the one where it's an actual human dick. Her reaction to that one is just horrible. Um, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> oh. Uh, I don't think you'll ever, you've, you've commented before that you'll never write Mpreg. Real honest to God Mpreg. But I accidentally did. You accidentally did, and and I laughed. I did at write that one, accidental male preg. It was not on purpose, but it shows. It's it's, a, it's technically am preg. Yeah. Um, yeah, that one was fun. Um, oh yes, you have, Sybil. You have seen my accidental male preg. Most seen of it. you, I, I imagine, anybody who reads my Stargate fic has seen my accidental male preg. Um, you can't miss it. Not really, no. And trust me, the baby is a it, it's a bouncing baby. It's a hell of a bouncing baby. Actually, and the gift? Hmm. No, no, you guys are you guys are terrible. Um, landing <laughs> a legacy. No, no enemy within. I end mm-hmm. no enemy within with Atlantis uh, pregnant. Well, Atlantis. Is actually Theseus, and Theseus is a boy, and Theseus is pregnant. Very pregnant. And that's no enemy within. From mm-hmm. it's the first book in the Lantean Legacy series. He spawns all of their children, and she get physically, and she gives them personalities, um, AI personalities. So um, while they're both the parent of the future Ares, um, Theseus is the carrier. Mm-hmm. He exists. He exists physically, and Allie does not. So I accidentally wrote male preg, and we got all the way to it being published six months before either of us noticed. <laughs> before I thought, oh my god, I wrote male preg. I mean, this went through, and Atlantean Legacy went through a whole bunch of. Um, that has, uh, beta. That has literally had uh, but the, the best part about this beta. is there was a man once in my our chat room who was trying to disagree with me because he didn't want Theseus to be pregnant. <laughs> it was apparently male pregnancy bothered him. And I'm, I'm not sure who it was. I have no idea who it was. Um, I don't know. And so, yeah. Except Theseus yeah. is male. And and there is one part where he manifests as a naked man in the middle of the gate room. Yes, and 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 it's uh, Jared. Po- uh, yeah, what the I hell used, is his name? Uh, yeah, Jared Blackie. Uh, yeah, whatever Sam from, from from Supernatural. In his in in all his his fuck ass <sighs> naked and, glory in the middle oh, of yeah, the gate room. There, there's, Yes, there's hands describing yes, the reproduction. Well, yeah, the, the the reproduction is asexual, but he is in fact pregnant. <laughs> he is currently nurturing their child. 
he is, in fact, pregnant, mm-hmm. and you can't get around it. And I'm the one who said I'd never write it, so I did write it, and there you go. Um, I admit it. That's what it is. That's what happened. I do I've have one more confession, and this is a double, terrible, shameful confession, and I should be fucking ashamed of myself. Good luck. I love the shit out of a story in the Harry Potter fandom. And not only is, is it, it male preg. No, I'm not ashamed of that one at all. Um, <laughs> not only is it male preg, but it's Ron Harry. Okay. The, oh, whatever works. And it's called Sympathetic Magic. And okay. I love the shit out of that fic. I don't even know why. Because I can't stand Ron. I hate Ron. Huh. I hate Ron. I'm not fucking with you. I totally do love it. It's called Sympathetic Magic. I love the shit out of it. I, I, don't, I, I can't even help myself. And I hate Ron. There you go. I'm going to put in my... um description for this story for this show uh um, kira confesses to shit she shouldn't confess to and and grabs me along with it um i actually somewhere in my list of (coughs) yeah i have mentioned it before mostly in chat yeah somewhere in my oh yes I've read that one, Saywolf. Saywolf says there's a great male preg, preg where that's John Rodney, where John gets knocked up by an ancient yes. device using Rodney's blood. It's called um, the surrogate. If I was it, was it called, right? Surrogate, and it was a Big Bang. Yeah. It was it was it was an Atlantis Big Bang, and it was it was a great fic. I'm not saying I don't yeah. read male preg because I obviously do. Um, I just never planned to write it. That was the thing. I I, I never planned to write it. There's um there's one I I've I actually wrote it. Um and it's very I'm looking at it and I'm re- I'm reading it right now. It's you can't tell the sex of the partner, but it was actually impreg and it was it was John and Rodney and it was John being pregnant. And I, I wrote very it was a it was a very piece, it's only two hundred and fifty seven words long. I may just put it up. But it's it's something interesting. I never really you know, went further with it. So, yeah. I'll tell you, I read one fic once, and it was um, uh, this kid comes through the gate, and uh, he's from an alternate mm-hmm. reality. Um, and I don't know, I don't know exactly how the conversation goes, but at some point, John or Rodney, um. They're upset that this kid exists because he's their kid. He's a part of them both. Mm-hmm. And one of them says, are you trying to tell me that you're <laughs> my ass baby? Yeah. <laughs> my ass oh, baby. Oh, guys. And, and I, I cannot read that without laughing my fucking ass off. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh my god. It is fucking hilarious. Fucking hilarious. Um but There's the most funny around. thing the the most funny thing you can read for Christmas this year is um 
pom poms for baby Jesus. <laughs> and oh, the story in the Iowa. Um, Iowa Universe, uh-huh. um, the the Farm in Iowa verse for Stargate Atlantis, um, and um, Rodney and John have a kid, but they had that kid together. Um, um, there was no male preg. But if you mm-hmm. read no other Christmas fic this year, read the pom pom for Baby Jesus. <laughs> it will make you <coughs> laugh and laugh and laugh. <clears throat> it's Baby Jesus' pom-poms is what it's called. The yeah. Baby Jesus' pom-poms, a farm in an Iowa story. I'm going to put a link up here in the um, uh, uh, chat room. Yeah. And there were no there were no ass babies <laughs> in the making of this fic. Um, but the kid is fucking hilarious. Oh my God! His name is Finn, and he's Rodney's kid. Um, you need you need to read the Baby Jesus pom poms, but you also, if you have not read the whole thing, you need to read the whole verse because I think that, honestly speaking, that a farm in Iowa is one of the realest and um, best fix in the fandom. Mhm. Yeah. It's right up there with with um, freedom, and it's that one. And um, speaking of which, I read "Freedom is Just Another Word for Nothing Left to Lose" last week and cried like a baby. I read it every year, mm-hmm. and oh God, we're down to ninety seconds. Um, mm-hmm. I read it every year, and I cry every time I read it. I will read it again next year. I have made my own copy of it just in case it were to disappear from the internet and it, I would, it would kill me. I would die. Oh my god. Oh it's, my god. Yeah. There. I've read the sequel too. Some, yes, but the first one is the. It's deep in my heart. There, there's stories that that you know that and written by the victors managed to rumble its way through fandom. That oh my golly. Yeah. Boom. And you can't get yeah. past it. Okay, we're out no. of time. Um, I've been very chatty this evening. I might do another yeah. show on Sunday. I don't know. Whoop. I got the time. I, I, I might as well do something. I don't know. Um, read a farm in Iowa. It's sweet. It's beautiful. It's romantic. There's very little angst. There's a little bit of angst at the beginning, but not a lot. It's a very lighthearted yeah. um, thick. You could really enjoy it for this time of the year. It's very romantic. There you go. You guys have a great evening and have a great weekend to be safe and Night don't be bitches. Well, no, be bitches, just don't be assholes. Shut up. humans on earth can't all like the same drink that's why circle k has polar pop and froster pick your flavors and make that one in seven billion mix just right for you 
Polar Pop and Froster, just 79 cents each at Circle K. Limited time only at participating locations. 500 vehicles to sell, 500 ways to save. One month only at Bill Penny Mitsubishi during May Memorial Month. Now through May 31st, we will accept your credit application. A $200 down payment and a $350 a week paycheck can get you a new Mitsubishi. Don't forget, every new vehicle comes with our 10-year unlimited warranty. You can win 5000 with our 5K test drive giveaway. Visit BillPennyMitsubishi.com to qualify buyers on a free credit. Warranty valid through 10-year ownership on new vehicles only. One entry per household per month. Must be 21 with valid driver's license and insurance. See dealer for details.